Chapter Seven of the Duel by Anton Chekhov, translated by Constance Garnett, eighteen sixty one to nineteen forty six. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Seven. Kirilin and Atchmianov climbed up the mountain by the path. Atchmianov dropped behind and stopped, while Kirilin went up to Nadezhda Fyodorovna. Good evening, he said, touching his cap. Good evening yes said kirilin looking at the sky and pondering why yes asked nadezhda fyodorovna after a brief pause noticing that atchmianov was watching them both and so it seems said the officer slowly that our love has withered before it has blossomed so to speak how do you wish me to understand it is it a sort of coquetry on your part or do you look upon me as a nincompoop who can be treated as you choose it was a mistake leave me alone nadezhda fyodorovna said sharply on that beautiful marvellous evening looking at him with terror and asking herself with bewilderment could there really have been a moment when that man attracted her and had been near to her so that's it said kirilin he thought in silence for a few minutes and said well i'll wait till you are in a better humour and meanwhile i venture to assure you i am a gentleman and i don't allow any one to doubt it adieu he touched his cap again and walked off making his way between the bushes after a short interval atchmianov approached hesitatingly what a fine evening he said with a slight armenian accent he was nice-looking fashionably dressed and behaved unaffectedly like a well-bred youth but nadezhda fyodorovna did not like him because she owed his father three hundred roubles it was displeasing to her too that a shopkeeper had been asked to the picnic and she was vexed at his coming up to her that evening when her heart felt so pure the picnic is a success altogether he said after a pause yes she agreed and as though suddenly remembering her debt she said carelessly oh tell them in your shop that ivan andreitch will come round in a day or two and will pay three hundred roubles i don't remember exactly what it is i would give another three hundred if you would not mention that debt every day why be prosaic nadezhda fyodorovna laughed the amusing idea occurred to her that if she had been willing and sufficiently immoral she might in one minute be free from her debt if she for instance were to turn the head of this handsome young fool how amusing absurd wild it would be really and she suddenly felt a longing to make him love her to plunder him throw him over and then to see what would come of it allow me to give you one piece of advice atchmianov said timidly i beg you to beware of kirilin he says horrible things about you everywhere it doesn't interest me to know what every fool says of me nadezhda fyodorovna said coldly and the amusing thought of playing with handsome young atchmianov suddenly lost its charm we must go down she said they're calling us the fish soup was ready by now they were ladling it out by platefuls and eating it with the religious solemnity with which this is only done at a picnic and everyone thought the fish soup very good and thought that at home they had never eaten anything so nice as is always the case at picnics in the mass of dinner napkins parcels useless greasy papers fluttering in the wind no one knew where was his glass or where his bread they poured the wine on the carpet and on their own knees spilt the salt while it was dark all round them and the fire burnt more dimly and everyone was too lazy to get up and put wood on they all drank wine and even gave kostya and katya half a glass each nadezhda fyodorovna drank one glass and then another got a little drunk and forgot about kirilin 
a splendid picnic an enchanting evening said laevsky growing lively with the wine but i should prefer a fine winter to all this his beaver collar is silver with hoar-frost every one to his taste observed von koren laevsky felt uncomfortable the heat of the campfire was beating upon his back and the hatred of von koren upon his breast and face this hatred on the part of a decent clever man a feeling in which there probably lay hid a well-grounded reason humiliated him and enervated him and unable to stand up against it he said in a propitiatory tone i am passionately fond of nature and i regret that i'm not a naturalist i envy you well i don't envy you and don't regret it said nadezhka fyodorovna i don't understand how any one can seriously interest himself in beetles and ladybirds while the people are suffering laevsky shared her opinion he was absolutely ignorant of natural science and so could never reconcile himself to the authoritative tone and the learned and profound air of the people who devoted themselves to the whiskers of ants and the claws of beetles and he always felt vexed that these people relying on these whiskers claws and something they called protoplasm he always imagined it in the form of an oyster should undertake to decide questions involving the origin and life of man but in nadyezhka fyodorovna's words he heard a note of falsity and simply to contradict her he said the point is not the ladybirds but the deductions made from them end of chapter seven recording by expatria in bangor maine